Are your finances in shape? Just as in CrossFit, hitting your personal benchmarks is everything. Investing your money with the team at Beck Bodie means that you have a group of dedicated professionals committed to helping you achieve your most cherished financial goals. Beck Bodie writes the financial programming specific to your household needs and recommends an investment strategy that is unique and optimal to meeting your personal objectives. They prioritize what is most important to you and are your most trusted coach for every step of your financial journey. Ready to RX your financial situation? Head over to BeckBode.com, B-E-C-K-B-O-D-E.com to start a simple conversation about how Beck Bode can help you PR your financial future. Welcome back to another episode of In the Doghouse, a podcast by Underdogs Athletics. Justin, Dakota, it's been a while, guys. So long. Oh my gosh. So uh, much has happened. I, I will say the more that we do these, the more appreciation I have for the podcasts that are able to go off every week without missing a beat, just because it is so hard to fit into the schedule sometimes. But it's a lot of fun to do. I know we have a ton to talk about. Uh, any any recent news? I've been out of town a little bit. What's the, what's the tea in Vegas? <laughs> well, it's now hot officially. That's for sure. We had multiple days of like 110, 110, 110, and my car is probably changing colors as we speak. Yeah. Very hot. Nice, though. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's been mild, though. I mean, if we're going to be honest, it's been pretty damn mild. I mean, Still it's taken until July to get to 110. And in the past, I feel like we've we've gotten there sooner, but I I still love it. I will so, say, yeah, I mean, when they ran what uh, six a.m. last year at West Coast, it was already a hundred and something degrees. Yeah. yeah, that was like a record-setting day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I All will good say, though, man, everything here is good. I think uh, you know Alex is prepping hard for the games, and uh, you know we've got uh, Sarah coming to town this upcoming week, which is exciting. And Ooh, we got the Russians. We had the Russians in, you know. Yeah, uh, they're staying killing it. ready. Can't oh, really yeah. tell what they're saying or doing, but they're staying ready. They're, oh no, they're working hard though. Tommy's crushing them. <laughs> Tommy is literally. Um, I think we said this last year. He's like the patches of Hulahan of the coaching space. Hundred percent. He comes in with stuff. Sometimes I'm like, I never would have thought to do that. I'm not even sure if it's going to work, but they believe it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, last so, year when he set up the the parallel bars on the yokes and stuff. Oh, yeah. he is crazy. Like he created like a big bob. In yeah. The, in, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, things are good. Your crew is doing well, you know, working hard. They, uh, I, I feel like it's bound to fall apart at some point. They're all too happy and enjoying each other's company too much, but Dude, we're definitely how? grateful for that. I know. Seriously, I know. they, they they're, do get, all, they get along beautifully. It's like they're in college. Mm-hmm. Except only two of them are old enough to be in college. Yeah, that's true. All good things come to an end once it comes time for quarterfinals and they're competing against each other on the same leaderboard. That is true. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're very pro. We're pro training camp. We have a good, healthy environment. That's the only reason we're making fun of it is because it's almost so healthy, it's hard to believe. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I wanted to start off just because this is what we're in the thick of and probably what's on the top of your both of your minds so much is just a little bit of a competition programming talk. I know that, you know, for me, I'm programming specifically for Bailey. Justin, I know you're programming for Braun. And for Alex, we're chatting a lot together, 
Dakota, you're programming for for Debbie, so more in the master's division. Um, Justin, start with you. Like, what's different this year from past years, or what are you thinking about differently along the way from from what you have in the past? Well, I think you can't get away from what we've seen Boz do in in the last you know what year and a half or so um, since he's taken over and. So you've got to, I think you've got to think outside the box a little bit and you've got to think of the progressions that we've seen. Um, you know, I, I would say in the past, you know, the focus on the crossover stuff and now, I, you know, trying to, trying to get triple unders dialed in. I just have this feeling, you know, maybe we're going to see a progression there. And um, so, so trying to get that dialed in. You know, aside from the strength training with a barbell, now you're thinking like, could we see sandbags in in some way again? So you're you're constantly thinking outside of the box. I think you know, you and I talked a little bit about what's the progression going to be with the ruck. Are we going to see a progression where we saw you know uh, the comp, the muscle up complex? Are we now going to see ruck legless or, or ruck seated legless or ruck pegboards? I mean, everything is in play to me. So. So just trying to make sure that we're touching on that, but then of course, you know, making sure that we're covering kind of like the hallmark stuff, the stuff we've always seen, you know, hammering, running and swimming and, you know, odd objects and and, and things like that. So um, I think it's exciting, honestly. I think it's in more, you know, very interesting um, as a coach and a programmer, um, you know, to, to try to um, see the future in a sense. Uh, so, so it's been, it's been fun and, you know, I think, uh, and I think there's also that fine line of working your athletes really hard, but making sure you're not destroying them. And we had a mini deload this week because I could tell that we were getting to that point where I was like, holy shit, this is, you know, we've been, it's like three weeks on now and, and we need a little break. So we, we, we had a little mini deload this, this, uh, this week, you know, four days and, and then this weekend, I mean, really, if you look at it, I mean, I looked at it yesterday uh, from, from here until kind of the week before the games, we've got like 13 days of, you know, like straight ahead. Um, not including like, you know, your active or your conditioning day on a Thursday and then the rest day. So 13 days, um, and, and they're going to be challenging. So, um, you know, it's fun. I think everybody's having a good time. Um, obviously, you know, the, the stuff came out yesterday with the cut so that I think people kind of feel like, that little, that little bit of stress there, you know, you see this, the first cuts coming on Friday and second cuts coming on Saturday. So we're just trying to dial in, man. You know, I, I think, uh, I think it's, it's, it's fun. I, I really like games programming and games training, but without question, I, I feel like it's, it always does increase like the intensity and the stress levels a little bit. Yeah. I also feel like there's a, I constantly have this thought looming that that Boz might just pull the rug out from under and not do any of the stuff that everybody's thinking is going to be the crazy stuff of the games. Just like how, you know, he's got everybody practicing crossover double unders and then nothing came up at semifinals. And I think that that's the, um, a good amount of like unknown or unknowable to have now because he's introduced so much. We think that the doors are open for everything, but that leaves room for him to do nothing. And that makes it just as fun. So I think that's kind of an exciting piece. And uh, one of the nice things about the fact that we've been working on such a broad array of like, uh, new skills for so long is I don't feel like we have to force them as much right now. Yeah, for sure. And I also feel like we have to take into account like how much say is Dave going to have, you know, Dave's back in the mix now and his, and his programming style was certainly different than, than bosses. And, and so I'm curious if, 
is it a boss games or is it a boss games with dave's like you know final say like does he come in and just tweak a few things so i i am curious about that but but uh but uh, you know anyway i mean we've been here for a while so i'm excited to to, to keep things going oh kiefer's got to go get the dog oh my goodness He's back. He's back you with get, the doggies. You, uh, the dogs are always up my ass. Uh, Is that uh, Queen Billy? That's Queen Billy. She she realized that we were upstairs and she wanted to get a part of the action. Um, Dakota, for you know, you coach Debbie. She's in sixty to sixty five division, correct? Yes. So I'm curious. You know, they've definitely upped sort of the level in terms of what they expect from people at each age group. What are the big things that are different this year from last year's that you're having to like make sure that you touch on, even if it's not 100% successful, just to make sure that they're being tried? Yeah, you can definitely feel the evolution across all age groups. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, every group has muscle ups. Um, I think this year, what they're going to see in every age group is handstand walking. Versus like in the last year or two, they started uh, at, at 55 or at some age group, they would switch to the dumbbell overhead walk. Yep. And I think it's just time. You saw them doing it's a handstand time. hold in the uh, online semifinals, and you'll probably see handstand walking in person this year. I would rather, for this is tangential, instead of a dumbbell overhead walk in the middle of a Metcon, I would rather they have some furniture sliders on their feet and be like walking on their hands across for, in a plank position. So you at least have body weight supported. Totally random, but I hate seeing them just walk with dumbbells overhead. I know, I agree with you. It's so silly. It is Especially silly. because they give them 20-pound dumbbells. They're Honestly, they're running. Their arms aren't even locked out. They're just <laughs> running with right. the dumbbells yeah. overhead. It's not even, and it's not body weight supported, which is really like, yes, it's inverted. It's inverted, yeah. body weight supported. It's so far away from it. Anyway. It um, really is. And, and, I, and that one was in particular. I mean, I have a video of her just literally. Run, 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 yeah. run. Where that part of a workout would totally slow down if you have to do five-foot sections, five-foot sections. Um, you know, give a chance for all age groups to practice some of those skills where you might actually have the ability to handstand walk. Um, you might have the ability to do pistol squats. You might have the ability to do GHDs in high capacity. And those are the things that now you start to see at the games level. So things that we practice um, that we're starting to incorporate more so since semifinals, some more pistol squats, some more GHD progressions, Everybody has to swim. Everybody has to run. So we're doing, you know, one day swimming, one day running outside, uh, even in the heat, you know, and, and she honestly prefers to run outside, which is nice. Uh, that tends she's to be a pretty good strength. A, she's a beast. Yeah. She has this like, <laughs> it's, it's not like a 5'11 or a full on tactical vest. It's one that you'd probably get at like big five, you know, kind of straps on with a buckle. And, and honestly, it's, it's like a awesome. personal one. She'll go and run with that. Um, so she crushes the run outside and, uh, it was interesting last year having every single age group do the exact same swim event. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what they do this year with that uh, versus years past. They did like mass starts and that was a super uncomfortable event for her because they start with the 65 and then two minutes later they do the 60 and then two minutes later they do the 55. So you see her like out at the 200 meter mark starting to turn around and all these blue caps just like swarm her. It's the age group that's, you know, dudes that are five years younger than her are just crushing the swim, bearing these ladies. And so I feel so bad, but hopefully they put them in the pool again. They have their own lane and it's a little bit more of a swim focused event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see it be the same because the age groups are the couple days before, and I'm not sure they're going to want to release the event for the individuals. You know what I mean? So I, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be the same swim event this year. 
unless of course they just release it early and they let us know what it's going to be. Um, yep. But I, but I feel like they might keep that close to the vest for the uh, individual. So I think we might see something a little bit different for the age groups. And honestly, most events are very different when you look at the age groups uh, compared to the individual elites. Um, yeah. But I forgot about the two-day difference. Yeah, and then, um, you know, things that are specific for her that we work on in addition to just like the evolution of the sport type events, um, handstand push-ups. <laughs> she, you know, she had that bicep surgery. And so honestly, even <laughs> since then, the last couple of years, it's been a steady grind of trying <laughs> to get back to multiple rep handstand push-ups from a, flo- you know, a flat surface. Uh, in things like the Legends uh, circuit, they normally get a one or two inch riser and she's crushing those. And just like that little bit of elevation change is a big difference. So we do a couple different days throughout the week working on like eccentrics, uh, strength building, just getting comfortable to that level. And then the the muscle-ups. Honestly, the muscle-ups have been the most fun because it's the most challenging as a coach. Um, you know, someone who can do one, you know, it's, it's much easier to see, write, and uh, build the progression of, you know, maybe like one every minute, one every 30 seconds, starting to challenge by incorporating like running or jump rope with muscle ups versus Debbie. I mean, she doesn't have one yet. So on Saturdays we spend 10 minutes and we spend 10, 20 minutes and we do banded muscle ups. We do, uh, we did our first assisted muscle up the other day where I just gave her a little bit of, you know, push up on her back. And, uh, so it's fun. It's, it gets me back into a lot more hands-on coaching and not just writing progressions. Um, and it, it's good to get a chance to have more bonding time with her instead of just, kind of overseeing a lifting session being like, Oh, that's good. You know, make some minor adjustments here and there. I mean, it's really hands-on, which is cool. I would say, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like games prep specifically, or when you get really close to a big competition, um, where there's like this responsibility to do more and more sport like workouts and less progressions or training pieces. I have, uh, I don't want to say a harder time, but I almost have less fun programming that stuff because it's purely just making up workouts instead of, okay, I want to be able to progress this conditioning piece. I want to be able to progress building capacity in these things. It's like, okay, we're putting combinations together. It's fun to write creative workouts in a way, but at the same time, it's like, I feel it feels less productive, uh, even though you've built this base for so long, because it's just writing simulation workouts more and more often, the closer you get. I think, I don't know. I, 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 it's a mixed bag for me. You probably like it. I know you like it. it. I love it. I, I, it just, because for me, I almost feel like, um, you're trying to get inside the head of the programmer from, you know, like, so for me, it's, it's, it's again, it's kind of fun to, to try to see the future in a sense. And you're, you're trying to, you know, cause once the games comes out, you know, I'm always looking at the workouts and be like, okay, we did, we did something like this. We did something like this. We just like, you know, you feel really good about it. Um, but I do understand what you mean, but yeah, it's very different. I mean, without question, it, it, it just feels different, you know, like just the vibe itself feels different. Um, and I think the effect that it has on, on the athletes, um, are a little bit different. And I think that's why you have to be careful because I think you can, like, you can create something in your head that you're like, oh, this could be a games workout. This could be this, this could be that. And then you see it and you're like, oh God, I, this is a bit much. Like I went, you know, um, so, you know, and I think just that's experience over the years. And I, I definitely at the be, you know, at the beginning, I think of my career did that several times where I was like, 
okay, this was, this was too much. Like this was a mistake or like back to back days. It was just like, holy shit. Like I need to, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that now. And, and, um, but I think without question, you know, there's, you know, you can get to a point during games training where you go too far and I, and, and you've got to dial it back. And I think that's why it's, it has to be very thoughtful, like thinking of the workouts and the loads and, not just putting this this movement with this movement with this movement and being like, okay, we need to cover these things. Yeah, you need to cover it, but you need to make sure that it's that it's doable, you know, and 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 not just not just there to destroy somebody. So there there needs it needs to be very thoughtful when you're when you're doing it for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of that's how we've looked at things, you know, for Bailey, the first few weeks ramping back up after Torian, pretty similar stuff to what we're used to doing uh with regards to training, like hitting some tough conditioning pieces working some skill combinations that we know he needs time on, getting back into a flow of weightlifting. Because realistically, for most people, if especially if you competed week two or three, you probably had two or three weeks of knowing the semifinals workouts and doing almost nothing besides those. Then you competed, then you deloaded, now you're ramping back up. So you're a month out from training. Absolutely. And so, you know, we took three weeks of sort of ramping back up more traditionally. This week, I don't know when this will actually come out for us, but this this week we did what I would consider to be closer to like a simulation style week where you have multiple workouts in a day instead of just training pieces. Now we're starting to see like, okay, how or where are we getting tripped up a little bit when we put these combinations together? What can we dig in a little bit more on? What do you feel really fresh on? So I know that like, we don't need as much time on this because realistically, you know, especially as we get this close and we're only three or four weeks out, uh, in terms of building fitness, a lot of the hay's in the barn already. So it's like, okay, well, what do they need confidence building on? What are we good on? And we don't need a lot of that. And what's something that's just like, uh, we just need some touch points that when you get out there, you know what to expect. And it might not be that you're going to win the event, but it's much nicer to see an event and be like, okay, at least I know what I can hold for paces here instead of wondering how I'm going to compete with the field. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point. And I, and I also think like, you know, what we've, I mean, I, it was Alex who's doing this past like week or two was finally like, I finally feel like I've got my legs back. You know, because in semifinals there was, there was no heavy squatting, you know, so you were essentially, I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't do that for a few weeks. You, didn't, you know, you didn't have to do clean and jerks for a few weeks. You didn't have to do, I mean, there were all these things that, you know, generally speaking, we have because our program is so comprehensive, you know, they're doing it, they're doing it, they're doing it. And like you said, yeah, absolutely. Second and third week, especially, it was just like, you're so focused on those workouts and your goal of getting to the games that when you come back out of it, you're like, oh God, I haven't done chest bars in a month. <laughs> like got to get back into it. So, you know, making sure that we're touching all those things, I think is, is really important. And then again, you know, like uh, the, 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 the lot, you know, running pieces, running outside, running hills, running with a vest, you know, adding all those pieces back in, doing swim workouts. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, um, but I think it's cool because I think, you know, I think it's exciting for the athletes to to do that one because it's like games training and they're not you know they don't do that all year round. Um, yeah, they'll do it sometimes, obviously, but but not necessarily focused on it. Um, but it's been really cool to see, man. Like I will say, in this past week, you know, I don't get to see Braun on a daily basis, obviously, because he's in Poland. But like seeing Alex on a daily basis and seeing what we've worked on throughout the year, um, and just like how much better she's gotten at certain things that like we've had in our program, like you were talking about, there's just that linear progression of, you know, building certain things. 
you know, and and watching her ability to 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 be able to do it and have it come together in these pieces that that she's doing for the games has been really exciting. Like it's been really fun to watch. Yeah. So that that's been really cool to me to kind of see like, wow, this is all coming together. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I mean, she won a semifinal, which is awesome, but it's still different when you see like you know, some of the stuff that you put together and like, you know, man, if we had done that eight months ago, you would have gotten fucking crushed. And now like you're able to handle it and you're handling it well. And that's very exciting, like going into the games, you know? So that's right. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. And going back to our previous talk, just talking about like prepping for a semifinal, taking time off after a semifinal, getting into this prep. Like if people need another freaking reminder of why you can't compete 12 times in a year, like this is it. You know, we... People spent, uh, I was talking to Kyra about this because the teams didn't have Totobar or GHDs. She went a month without doing a single midline movement because the competition didn't require it. Like you can, you can, and when, if you look at the totality of your year, especially if it's something you're not that good at, you can't take an entire month off from doing something for competition and expect to be getting better at it over the course of a long term. And so, you know, to have one or two things on your calendar that are the big ones that you're going to peak for. And then maybe you can have some other stuff that you have an agreement with yourself that you're going to train through and you're okay with not being 100% physically prepared for that because you still have to get ready for other things. It's probably the most that you can do because otherwise you're just so stuck in this sport mode that you're never developing qualities and never getting better at monostructural work, at strength, at like your gymnastics. You might be getting better at competing because of the experience and that's certainly part of it for some athletes, but like you need time in the gym. Dude, I, I think that that is such a such a phenomenal point. And I again, I'm 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 going to use Alex because it 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 backs your point up so well. If you look at her season she, this past year, right? Last year she had to win the final event to get to the games, right? This year we talked about we're going to focus on training, and she did zero big individual competitions. She did Wadapalooza um, on a team. And besides that, focused on training, focused on training, focused on training, focused on training, and and look at the results. And even look with Wadapalooza, there was no, Absolutely. for Wadapalooza team, there's no, there was no like peaking prep for it. It was no. just taper a little, do the competition, Correct. take a week, let's get back to training. 100%. It was almost like a natural holiday deload that you would have anyway, which is yeah. why Wadapalooza is such a cool event at that time of the year. I think once you get to a, a certain level and there are probably maybe like 10 of those people in the world where they can be like, okay, I can do this event. I could do this event, like, and really like to try to make a living, right? Like I'm going to try to go to a couple of the big paying events and try to win those events. You know, the, that's something. But other than that, like if you're trying it, with the way that the season is constructed currently, right? When, where, or the fact that it, the sport itself it isn't like the PGA tour or the, or the tennis tour where like you've got events every weekend that are paying a shit ton of money. Like it just doesn't lend itself to, for, to do event after event after event. I mean, I'm not going to name his name, but when I was in Berlin, I spoke to an athlete who had done way, way too many events and, and really burned himself out, ended up having to go in and get hormones checked. Like, how what you know like how to get blood levels you know just to make sure that and and had to really reassess like the way that he had had done the year not one of our athletes 
Um, and it was, uh, was this particular athlete's brother forced to pull out because of an injury? I'm not going to answer any of those. We're not going to talk about it. So but they're anyway, good people. We like them. Phenomenal people. Um, but anyway, just, just had done too many events, you know, just done too many events. And, and, uh, I think we have to remember this is it, this sport, it, it, it's, it takes a lot out of you, you know, um, especially with the travel going from one place to the next, um, you know, what it takes, what the toll that it takes on the body. Uh, you have to be very smart about about the the competitions that you choose, the competitions that you know, uh, like you said, that you put on your schedule, um, and you still have to give your time you, yourself time to be able to train, and also your time yourself time to be able to recover. And the, those are those are huge points that I think um, people ride the line. Right? You, they go real close to the sun, man, and and uh, you've got to be very very careful about when when you're looking at your schedule and 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 you're you're trying to create a a winning uh, opportunity for yourself, you know, during the year. So anyway, yeah, is a very good point, I think. Uh, well, now that we've got all our serious stuff out of the way, I have a I have a I have a game for us to play. Dakota, you're going to be in on this too. It's going to be you and Justin. You'll both give your answers. Okay. We're going to do a games edition of Love It or Hate It. And the way this is going to go is I've got a whole oh list list of shit, some serious stuff, some less serious stuff, uh, some that are bound to happen, some that might not, some things that have happened in the past. You guys are just going to give me your love it or your hate it. There is no in-between. Perhaps you can pass. Uh, it's my game, my rules, so we'll figure it out as we go. Is this like try and say something quirky so we get like a ding and a point and then like the most points wins kind of thing or just a straight love uh, it or hate it? I, I don't know. It You know, this is not a fully fleshed out plan. We're just going to see, okay. we're going to see how it evolves. If I choose to ask for you to elaborate based on your answer, then, then, then we'll elaborate a little bit. Which means you can also tell us to just shut up and say yes or no. Correct. I do okay. have a mute button. Yep. Uh, oh plus we're not live this time. So something has to get pulled out. Sorokin can pull it out for us. I love it. That's great. I forgot about <sighs> that. Right. So now we'll do, I'm, I'm uh, not as worried about saying something that's going to hurt someone's feelings. First, first few, first few yeah. Dakota will go, will answer first then Justin, but it's just a love it or hate it. So you don't have to take too long to do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, layups to start easy stuff. Like Dakota. basketball? No, no, no. Oh, 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 gotcha. These are layups. You know, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> figure th- of speech. Not like you know, a that. real layup. Uh, no, a three point. Okay. Uh, all right, ready? Madison. As a venue. As a venue? This, this, these Love are quick. It. Love it. Justin. Oh, God. Really? Love it, I guess. You can say love it, you guess. You don't love it if you say that, but you don't, don't hate know. it. No, I don't hate it. Okay. I, I'm in the middle. Can I go in the middle? Can we have a love uh, it, hate no. it, or no. no? No, because because if you're going to be diplomatic and play the middle, then this isn't that fun for anybody else you to see. This isn't about you. Percent love it and forty nine percent hate it, and it's still a love it. Next I don't question. Know. I loved Carson. Okay, fine. All right, Madison uh, is fine. This was a setup anyway. Okay. CrossFit Games overseas in the next couple of years. Hate it. Love it. Hate it. You're crazy. This is going to get all of us in trouble for being. I like, love it true north american people why don't you I'm want just to not ready to do that kind of travel okay it's easier to just well you don't go. want to take a 24-hour flight to egypt with us this fall oh to egypt i'll go yeah that's makes all right that made no sense uh i love it as well i think it would be awesome to have it in awesome. europe god put it um, put it in australia billy even. loves it billy loves it she loves yep. everything if you yep. only could see where she was right now um cuts after days two <laughs> cuts after days two and three 
Hate it after hate any it. day. Hate it. You hate cuts. You both hate cuts in general. Yes. Yes. I love them. And I say this with uh, an understanding of where athletes wouldn't like it or other people wouldn't like having people not see the whole test. I like it. Can I propose uh, a change then, I guess, for someone who loves it, like you say you do? Sure. Because, you know, there's arguments, obviously, about the athletes that, like, spend all this money and go out. And, you know, it's already such a narrow field. You're going to now, you know, um, close it off to even more people. But can you at least only cut people that are a certain point range away? I actually think that's an interesting thought, doing it like if you're outside of the standard range for, for things. Like I, I will say, if you're 600 points away, yeah. you're not going to win six events and have, you know, Justin lose six right. events. I mean, I will say, uh, I think, and I don't know maybe enough about this. These are all gut reactions. My ideal scenario would be to have just one cut and have it be during the final day so people can see a whole weekend of tests. But I think that there's something to be said for not having four heats worth of anticipation on a final or not having people who are 30 spots out of contention, uh, potentially middling the top couple people or teams or in, in whatever case on a final event. So that that's why I think that I do like it in the end. Uh, I hate, I, I hate cuts on Friday. Right? Yeah. That, that's crazy. Um, and I also think if you look at the games like last year, for example, right? Um, what was Laura coming in? Well, Laura was not even in the top 10 sure. yep. coming to the final day. Yep. If you, you, you have to structure events. a test appropriately for that. And that's, I think that's another reason why I like it within a final day. This is also you as a programmer have to look at this and be like, okay, I need a full body of tests prior to this. And then we can test more, but like it needs to feel balanced up into that point. I, I don't have as much of an issue on the final day. And I didn't have, I don't have as much of an issue if it was like, you know, Saturday night and you cut the bottom 10, mm -hmm. that's fine. But I think getting rid of 20 and then also, uh, it, you know, getting rid of 10 on Friday night, that's just rough. Uh, and aside from aside from the 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 travel and what the the money that people have spent, I also think like you just you, you know that you could have some people that had a couple of bad events, and then over the weekend they may have some home runs, and that could also just shift the points so differently for everybody. So I just have, I would say I hate like the early cuts for sure. Hate it. I'm down with that. I agree. All right, we're shifting gears. Okay, talking implements. The snail. Uh, is this still me first? Or yeah, yeah we'll stick with you. Um, Dakota's a hater of all things. No, no, no. If I had to choose, I'd say love it. I mean, it's it's a tough, fun-to-watch type of movement. You know, you can see people literally selling their soul to try and push it. Um, yeah. I also think it's an implement, it's a it's a uh, piece of equipment that is very easily standardized across yep. the entire field. Because it rolls so, versus slides yes, or something. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I also so I love it. Uh, the reason that I like the snail in particular, I don't want to make myself too much of a part of this, and I do want to get through the next couple before we recap, but um, it is not a piece of equipment that pretty much anybody has. So mm -hmm. it takes away the piece of like, some people can train it, some people can't. It's just games only and everybody shows up and they have to do it. I don't think anybody has one in their gym. Whereas like we see things like pigs or bobs or stuff like that, that like becomes uh, 
you know, like a matter of have or have not at some points. And that's tough. I, I truly like the brand new equipment at the games when it's only available at the games for you. And you have to figure out a way to train a similar stimulus when you're home. Hire ne- Tommy. Next one. <laughs> Rescue Randy. I like that. I love it. It was fun to watch. Um, I think it also had a, a little oh, bit... Just love it or hate it. Oh, no, okay. there's too much, too much extra explanation here. He Justin. said love it. Yeah. I'll say hate it. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to go through a few. Truck pull or car pull at the games this year. Hate it. Justin? Love it. As I saw, I don't think this can happen because I don't see 10 Mack trucks coming out on the floor, but I so saw fun. that picture of uh, Castro yeah. sitting in a Mack truck yeah. and people were commenting about it and I thought that if they could come up with something like that, get another oh, big strongman cool. event, I think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Love Circus it. dumbbell, which is like a, it's like a oversized dumbbell you do a ground overhead type of thing with. Yeah, strongman style. Yep. Um, for CrossFit Games, hate it. Hate it. Okay. Uh, log. Think rogue style. Log for clean and jerk. Oh, 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 gotcha. Uh, like they did in rogue? Yep. TikTok, 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 TikTok. I would say if I had to choose one, love it. Chelsea? Uh, love it, but just not the same way it was used at, at rogue. I, I'd love to see it as like a battery. Okay. Like test. Yeah. I will say for for this whole list, pretty much uh, the log cleaner jerk is the one that I would give hated to. The rest, I love it. I I love having different different implements being involved and forcing people to do more than just traditional weightlifting, uh, especially the stuff that you can't get access to. Like I had kind of said before, but the log rogue kind of did it. It was super exciting. It would be hard to do it in a way that would be in any way similarly exciting. And I don't think it's something that we can really easily do for a high volume of reps, which would be the only other way to do it. That would be the only way. Yeah. Um, so that's how I feel. All right. This one's for Soroka. Ice barrel. Ice barrel? Ice barrel. Dakota. Oh, I thought we were waiting for Soroka to no, come no, no, on. No, no, no. This one is, Soroka this is Soroka's, Soroka's uh, contribution to the show. Oh, gotcha. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> like an ice bath? Yeah. Like, do I, you all right, like so we'll go the back. ice okay. barrel itself? I'll go two parts. We'll go just with Justin here. Uh, cold, uh, cold therapy. How do you feel about it? Love it. Okay. How do you feel about a uh, $1,000 trash can to cold play? Yeah. Good. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I knew where you were going. <laughs> All right. I want to take take these next few, and I want to go just with Justin because I want to go pretty fast through them, and I want to see if we can get some reactions out of this bit. Um, we'll start off a little easier. We'll mix things in as we go. First one, press the handstands back at the game again. Love it. Crossover dumbbell unders. Love it. Triple unders. Hate it. Underdogs athletes competing on other companies' teams for the season. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> love them. I love them. Hate that, though. Just yes. the concept. Yeah. Just, Just in concept. Love Doesn't matter them. where they are. Hate that. Yeah. Uh, a max lift event this year. Love it. Do you have a preference for one? If you just had to snap gut reaction, what lift you would want to see? It has to be like a single one RM max lift. Clean and jerk. Good. Okay. Uh, pool swim versus outdoor swim. Love it. Uh, Dave Castro being back. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Oh, man. You're going to get me in trouble. Um, all right. I'm going to... I. So love it or hate it? Oh, God. I can't. I can't. Late. The rules come back. I've no, already no. said hated on several yes. different things, so I have to stick with hated. But, you know, I've got myself in trouble already. Jeez. For a bit of very polarizing issue. I've pissed off a lot of people. Um, a male champion from outside of the United States this season. Love it. A female champion from the United States this season. I mean, I love it. I don't think it's happening. Should I say hate it? I just, I, I don't. I I think it's going to be a European. I mean, but I I would love to see a, someone from the United States win. But I okay. I think it's going to be a European. Uh, you look across the competition floor and you see half the camps have VIP passes for their coaches and we're stuck in a position where we can't see anything on the floor. Yeah. That's, is there something stronger than hate it? Is there like... Do you want there... to uh, elaborate on your feelings anymore? <laughs> Listen, I think that there's some, you know, some things going on right now in the sport that that need to be addressed, you know, and... I'm sure that at some point we'll be able to. Uh, I I don't think it's a level playing field, and I think that there's a, a major uh, conflict of interest currently uh, going on, and I, I don't know exactly the ins and outs of it, but my understanding is um, that several camps were offered opportunities that other camps weren't offered, and I, I would just like to understand why and be very curious to know from the people in the know, um, you know, what, what's going on and, and why that's happening. Um, so eventually once I think everything, all the, um, information comes out, I think, uh, I'll, I'll have a better understanding and I will address, you know, uh, whoever that might needs to be from, from whoever wants to put a camera in front of you or potentially a microphone. Yep. I want to go back on a couple because I like to be your contrarian. Um, I actually love it that Dave is back. Uh, I obviously have a very different perspective than you do. I have less of a history in it. I think that if he is back in a, the capacity that, in one of the capacities that he's capable of being back, that it helps to tie up a lot of things that maybe they're just uh, one set of hands too short for the last year or two where things are falling through the craps, cracks that generally might be things that he would do a really good job seeing. If it is still Adrian's games, but Dave's there to look at it and think of it from a different lens or to figure out, okay, how could this go wrong? How can we fix it? That I think that it improves the experience for the athletes. It lowers the amount of drama and the amount of outside noise that we have and all of those things are productive for us. That is my my thought on just on the Dave piece. Yeah, I I understand that. I mean, I think I've I've obviously discussed it on a couple different forums, like what my issues have been and 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 you know, I'm just at this point, I it's kind of a wait and see for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, what what his uh, general demeanor will be, and 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 what his, um, you know, what his level of communication will be, and and kind of the way that he treats people. And you know, I'm just curious to see uh, where where we're at. Uh, listen, I I don't think I think at the end of the day, as I've said before, and I think kind of people misunderstood me in, at the beginning. Like, I don't think there needs to be this kumbaya thing where like Dave comes back and everybody's best friends. I don't think that, you know, I mean, he has that Dana White 
kind of vibe to him, you know, and he's definitely, he, he's got that personality where he can certainly rub people the wrong way. And I don't have an issue with that as much as I just have an issue of a general, like there still needs to be respect for the people who love the sport and, you know, athletes, coaches, et cetera, who also want to see the sport move forward. Um, I just don't, I just, you know, in the past there, there obviously the, the communication lines of communication weren't great. So as long as there's, as long as there's lots of communication that are open, I'm fine with it. And, you know, um, but I'm curious to see kind of, kind of where things go. And then to the, uh, this was obviously a joke in the setup for you, but underdogs athletes competing on other teams. Uh, yes, in a perfect world, it would be great to be able to have our own underdogs teams, keep everybody in camp. But I will say that, uh, I think that it is a cool and unique experience being that I've been around it a little bit to be able to have athletes train in a different environment, learn from more other athletes or different styles of training a little bit, build some more relationships within the communities that hopefully become at some point can be reciprocated. And I think that there's a lot to learn from each other. Obviously, from a coaching perspective, we're all still learning a lot about the sport. And so it can be really healthy and helpful. Um, I think that just like anything, training within our own training environment can lead to certain tendencies or styles. And you realize sometimes when you step outside of that, like, oh, we're really good at this. And these people are really good at this. Maybe I can learn something from that. So I think for a short period of time, it can be cool for as long as that comes back. And then uh, in the future, people come to us. Yeah. I, I think you're just nice. And perhaps we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I just don't think the others give a rat's ass and they, they wouldn't do it. So I just feel like at this point, the issue for us is more so just, um, you know, resources. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that at the end of the day, the goal is to not have that happen, to be able to put the, the best teams together and have the resources to be able to keep them in house. I just think at this point, like we've said in the past, you know, everyone might be in the same body of water, but some people are on a yacht and some people are on a life raft. And, you know, so. And you know what? The Titanic went down with its life rafts. And that's great. And so, you know, but I I just, I just think, like I said, I think if you look at it specifically for the individuals and those athletes, I think there absolutely is some benefit to it. And I have, and I, and I think in some cases, that it's very beneficial for their, you know, careers. And I have no issues with that whatsoever. I'm purely talking from a business perspective and the opportunity to be able to grow the underdogs brand, looking at it from that perspective, it's just, it's hard to take to see, you know, some of our really good athletes that are, you know, that are there and obviously helping some of the other brands promote. Speaking specifically for the athletes, though, I can I completely understand that it's beneficial for them, and I and I don't begrudge them at all. It's just my wish of of us being able to create those opportunities for them, so they don't have to go elsewhere. That's the biggest thing for me. I know. Yeah. All right. Forty five minutes in, Sorka's got a workout to get to. Dakota, closing thoughts for the day, leading into the games. Oh, closing thoughts for the day. We didn't talk about grips at all. That's oh shit. That is on my list. Okay, okay, okay. Blow up of grips. Final soapbox. Jeez. New grip standards. I know everybody hates it. Why? why, That's not even a question. That's why it doesn't belong on there. Yeah, it's just silly. They're just who's in charge. I had this conversation today, and I have said this a million, a bunch of times before. uh, 
the biggest one of the biggest flaws that I see continuing to happen is people is is I'm trying to create standards to tell you how to do something instead of just creating a standard for house or like where you start, where you finish, everything in between is just sport and how you do it. And with the grips now, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. the goal what they're trying to do is keep people from getting an additional competitive advantage from just throwing their grips over and not actually having to hold onto a bar. Great, sweet. But that there's so much unnecessary gray area in that you're just you're just setting yourself Have up for failure. Have we seen anybody do that though? Like, I, I, I'm just curious where this came from because I didn't even think this was a thing. Like, I have you seen grips anybody- are used differently now than they were before, just because we learned how to use them better, right? Before it used to be, you put your fingers through the holes, you put your hands on the thing, you still have your thumb around the bar, and you're still holding onto it. Now mm-hmm. it's more often people are going thumbless. They're throwing the grip as far as they can, we can over so you can get a better latch. You're still holding the bar. Your grip still blows up. I just, if it was, is the grip wrapping all the way around so you can hold onto it again and get like a, that sort of effect? Everybody do that? I've no. never seen do someone do it. Do you think that somebody at semifinals created an advantage for themselves that got them to the CrossFit Games that somebody else wasn't able to do? I, I didn't hear one I didn't hear one person talk about that. Like, I feel like somebody would have seen that and then would have discussed it, whether it was Brian Friend, whether it was Halpin, whether it was, you know, any of these guys, they would have figured out. That, this like, wouldn't even be that big of an issue if they didn't fuck up the photos so bad. Yeah, the picture makes it 10 times <laughs> worse. If the first photo is showing a grip that's less long than your then hand, you the second photo should one. also show it being yeah. too long. They it's just ridiculous. showed it in application, which yes. is not reflective of that. No, and that's their fault. Absurd. What's sad though is that a grip company like Victory Grips now suffers from this because they promote using Long a longer grip so that you can yeah. create the dowel effect. Not so Absolutely. you can wrap it all the way around the bar twice, but that no. means yeah, the grip is longer than your hand. Well, just see Vic rule? had to go on today and, and make a video. He's oh, really? trying to save his damn company. I mean, yeah, of course. He went on today and talked about, you know, and showed like, look, this is where my grip goes. And now when I put it over, look at what happens. And yeah, he had to go on and he was like, this rule is absurd and this is why. And he, and he basically did a uh, you know, an, an entire explanation of of why the grip length needs to be here, et cetera, for safety, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel bad for Vic. It is. And, uh, like, I understand that most of the athletes are going to the speed grips or the fingerless ones, but what's the rule now with the ones that have fingers? Because it might be up here, but you pull them down to the base of your finger anyway. It'll change no. again before the games. Of course like, it will. And uh, now that was our soapbox. Like, like that just goes back to kind of what we talked about with the open is just have a rule book, have something that everyone can, you know, reflect and and see on a little bit more of a, uh, oh, what you don't like that. And it's very rare that we all agree with each other, so we mo- yeah. we know it must be really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's the it's. They showed two different kinds of sleeves, and they clearly showed somebody with neoprene knee sleeves on and with wraps. They showed the grips and they showed what could have been the exact same grip just in your hand versus on the bar. They fucked Correct. up their photos and they fucked totally. themselves with it. Completely. And that's that's the issue. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I need to go uh, take care of my dog, make sure she doesn't continue to cry for the rest of the night, write some games programming, check up with Bailey. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next episode of In the Doghouse. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. Let's go. Bye, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show and please leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Instagram at underdogsathletics or visit our website underdogsathletics.com.